ask me to talk. Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas from the ridiculous to the sublime on Don't Ask Me to Talk. Now, here's your host, Stacy Heller. Hello and good afternoon, everyone. I am Stacy Heller. A um, couple little housekeeping things. Remember, if you can't listen live or maybe you want to hear more, you can find Don't Ask Me to Talk wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also text D-A-M-T-T to 55678 and you'll get a text message with show details. It's pretty great. Uh, you're also welcome to call into the show if you want to connect, if you have a comment or you have a question. As a reminder, the number is 425-373-5527. It's hard to get a word in edgewise, but, you know, it's worth a try. Um, <laughs> you can also find me through my website, stacyconnects.com. My guest today is Kate Mensa. So how I met Kate is because... I am on the Michael Bruce Image Consulting podcast, Wisdom from the Wardrobe, and I got the pleasure of meeting Kate when they had her on as a guest talking about what she does with her with the, within the fashion industry. She designs luxury goods, and she has a, a past and a present, really, in the fashion industry. And so she was a guest, and I had a raging girl crush. Like, it was like the entire time I was like, hi. So welcome to the show, Kate. I am so glad that you are not afraid of me and that you were willing to be my guest. Hello, Tracy. I'm not scared about you at all. Yay. I well, you know, I, you. I think, you know, people don't, they think it's weird if you have a crush on somebody that's the same sex and like... No. I am heterosexual. I love my husband. But there's certain people that you're like, I just love their energy. I love their vibe. I love their look, their aesthetic, whatever it is. And you're one of those people. So well. <laughs> I know, you're I like, you. I'm I sure you're know. like, I love doing this show. She's just going to say nice things the entire time. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to rein it in. Uh, but Kate, she dabbles in fashion, fitness, and lifestyle. And yes. we are going to sure. talk more about that in a little bit. But first, I need to do the rant and ramble. So I did get a call from my brother, Jay, after the show aired last week. We were doing the one-year anniversary special, if you will. Uh, I shared the story of how I got, I secured Jay a Costco name tag because he's such a fan of Costco and that it was a great Christmas gift. He then called me the next day and was like, okay, you make it seem like I am an idiot that walks around <laughs> in my everyday life wearing a Costco tag that says like, oh, I'm Jay, your number one fan. He's like, that's not the case. And I did tell him that I mentioned to my guest, Stacey. I'm like, I don't think he does that. But he's like, you didn't say it unequivocally enough. So my brother does not wear the name tag in his everyday life. In fact, he actually lost the name tag for a little bit and hasn't been able to wear it recently. So, Jay, you're welcome. 
now people can realize that you're an idiot for other reasons. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, whether he wears the name tag or not, like, right? right? I mean. I'm surprised you didn't get it in bulk. So he had like 80 of them, you know. That, that he could just right <laughs> lose he could, exactly that's it was a Costco right exactly uh, like three hundred and sixty five one for every right. day yeah actually that that would be a good idea but alas alack that is not what I did um, okay now my exciting thing that happened this last week and Eric I think you heard me mention it in a prior conversation I have been obsessed with trying to find the CD or the LP of De La Soul, Three Feet High and Rising, forever. I was introduced to it in the 80s by my then boyfriend, Brian. I was a huge fan, loved it, made the mistake of getting rid of it at some point when I was converting CDs into like, you know. MP3s. Right, and all that. And then fast forward, God knows where all that music is. And I can't find it anywhere, and they don't stream, and it's a whole big thing. And I finally was like, this is ridiculous. I spend $100 without even trying at Target, and for some reason I'm holding back on spending $85 on Three Feet High and Rising by De La Soul. Wow, $85 for one CD, though. Well, there was two CDs. It was a CD set. Ah. Right. Sometimes you got to treat me, myself, and I. Thank you. <laughs> Even if it's expensive. Exactly. Be myself and I. I have been listening to it in the car nonstop, and I, my tail has just been wagging nonstop for like a full week. So um, it's just one of those things, you know, like that music that takes you back to a specific time and you know like most of the songs. I mean, it's amazing to me. I can barely remember my children's names, and yet I can know the lyrics to some of these songs. Yeah. It's fine. Like what? Oh, I mean, the the obviously the um, three is a magic number is like, that's just iconic. And then there's the one about um, potholes in my lawn. That's a great one. And then there's the one where it's like, um, it's basically like you smell like you need a bar of soap. I mean, it's just like ridiculousness. Um, so if you're listening and you like hip hop from the 80s. And I'm not talking about like gangster rap. I'm talking about sampling different things and all kinds of influences. It's really fun and ridiculous and whatever. So, yeah. There's my plug, De La Soul. Um, and then on the other side of the spectrum. Sounds like it definitely needs a reissue if people right? are willing to pay. Eighty-five bucks, I think you said. Yes, for sixty-seven minutes worth of music. Um, I think it's more than that. Are you looking it up? I am. Yeah, it's sixty-seven. It is the best sixty-seven minutes you will spend. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Okay, over an hour. Over an hour of enjoyment. Um, I went on Saturday night to the Moore Theater to see Daniel Sloss. He is a comedian. He is from Scotland. I was first introduced to him randomly, uh, you know, going through Netflix, looking for a, a comedian to, like, watch, and happened upon his Netflix special. And it's he's one of those comedians that you're listening, and he's very, he's intelligent, 
He is definitely boundary pushing. And you're sort of like, I'm a horrible person because I'm laughing at these things that he's saying. He's telling a story about his sister, and I'm not going to get this completely right, but the general gist, about his sister who has, I believe, um, cerebral palsy. And they got into a car wreck or something, and the whole family decided it would be funny to pretend that she had been injured in the accident versus having cerebral palsy. And his whole thing is, if you can't laugh at these things that are not laughable, then how do they become approachable? And it's interesting. So then Pete and I went to see his show when he was uh, previously at the Moor, and he talked about um, friends and, like, sexual assault and these kinds of things and navigating that when you find out that your friend is a jerk and then what your role is in that. And and then in this last one that I saw on Saturday night, he talked about uh, pushing the boundaries of comedy and what is okay to talk about and what's not and the whole idea of context and – um, and what the point of it is. And it was just an interesting take because there's so much out there right now um, that, you know, different comedians that have been canceled. He talked a lot about cancel culture and mm. and all of that. And he is um, he is a boundary pusher. And yet anybody that gets my mind going and thinking about something, I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy your book. And um I did. Of course, the name of it is Everyone You Hate Is Going to Die, with the subtitle being, but so will everyone you love. So maybe it's not as comforting as I thought. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And here's the thing. He is you can tell his perspective pushes you all the way to the outer boundary. However, he has the ability to you realize that his intent is pure that he's a good guy and so it's an interesting thing to feel like you're being um, intellectually knocked around a little it was good I know that sounds like it was not an endorsement it is an endorsement I really think he's very funny sure so he's not for everybody and as he says I'm not for everybody and that's okay you know eventually you find your audience and they get what your intent is Um, so anyway it's definitely a skill to be able to walk a tightrope like that, you know. And he, he yeah. talked about that and, you know, that the bits that he was doing to illustrate what he was talking about, he said, taken out of context, somebody could think that this is like they can't believe. And it's funny because I then went home after the show and I was telling Pete about some of the bits that he did. And I'm like, wow, he's right. Out of context, if you're not there, <laughs> like this sounds terrible. And, you know, meanwhile, I'm like cracking up and I think it's hysterical and it's terrible. So, yeah. Anyway, it's very interesting. Um, Perception is reality. And he really plays with that. Um, Of course, I want to say hi to mom. And I think Lee and Diane are with her listening. Um, Kate, you don't know this. I affectionately refer to them, thanks to my idiot brother, Jay, as the glop. The glorious ladies of Penswood, or as Eric likes to say, the gorgeous ladies of Penswood. That's because wow. he's trying to get on their Christmas list, I think. <laughs> um, 
And then lastly, I'm- Got to ex- get some more of those hand-knit dish towels. Right? They're good. <laughs> They're really good. Yeah, send dish towels, ladies. Um, and then, of course, the kids are going to start to come home this week. So I'm very excited. And uh, the house will be full again. And I'm excited for that. So that's kind of my rant and ramble. Now, um, my Staceyism, which I have one every week, this one was- told to me by Jay, and it is from a story that mom told him. So I'm taking creative license on this one. So apparently the story goes that on my parents' honeymoon, they had like a little, they were in Bermuda, and they had a little probably kitchenette or a coffee maker. I don't know. I think it was the Stone Ages. So, you know, maybe they had to go out and hunt and gather for coffee or something. Um But my mother thought, oh, I've got to make him a cup of coffee, her new husband. And so she, I guess, thought to herself, well, I don't want to do this for the next forever. And so (laughs) she burned the coffee. And so my dad was like, what is this, sweetie? And she said, oh, it's your coffee. And he was like, "Yeah, no, 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 you don't need to do that anymore. That's okay." And so my brother thought it was toast that she had burned. Turns out it was coffee. However, the meaning remains the same. If you don't want to have to do something for someone, then burn the coffee. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing how you can set a precedent and expectations by burning the coffee. So how she burned the coffee? You know, Kate, it's funny that you ask that. My mother is a lovely, lovely woman with many talents and abilities. Cooking Uh is not one of them. (laughs) To the point where she was making, like, Uncle Ben's white rice for my entire upbringing and Uh burned it every time to the point where we all referred to it as smoked rice. (laughs) Every time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not mean. It's true. Like, we, (laughs) we would order out our Thanksgiving before, like, people were ordering out. Like, we would bring Thanksgiving in. And the smell started around one when we brought in the food. Okay, so, so basically for Thanksgiving, as she's going to cook for you? Oh, oh, I hope not. No, she is spending Thanksgiving. Um, she's on the East Coast, and uh, she stopped pretty early doing Thanksgiving and has been riding on the coattails of willing friends and family since. Oh, Yes. Okay. So Great. she does set a beautiful table, and really... Part of Thanksgiving is gathering at the table. And so let's give her credit where credit is due. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. So, and she also, she puts a mean olive tray together. (laughs) 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 So, so anyway, my Stasiism, burn the coffee. So, you know, set expectations. And if you don't know how to say it, then something as subtle as that is a great way to set those expectations. So you're welcome, everyone. Um, Okay, let's take a very quick break. And then when we come back, we are going to talk more with my guest and girl crush, Kate Mensa. (laughs) Don't ask me to talk. Yeah. 
Feelings of disconnect are the cause of an ever-surging mental health crisis. Many of us feel apathetic about ourselves, our work, home, and relationships. We don't know how to re-engage. I'm Greg Kuiper of Kuiper Counseling. At the Root focuses on emotional connection and how awareness is at the root of building healthy relationships with self and others. Join me weekly to re-engage with both. At the Root airs Mondays at 3.30 p.m. here on KKNW. Subscribe to the podcast or go to Kuiper Counseling. Are you stuck in a creative straitjacket, going crazy, trying to find a different way out, exhausted from trying to make old ideas feel fresh and relevant? Popcorn and Noodle is a boutique agency that specializes in popcorning new ideas and noodling on existing ones for entrepreneurs and small businesses. Whether it's ideas about what to name a new venture, how to promote your services, or which direction to consider next, Popcorn and Noodle serves ideas that pop and stick. Don't go crazy. Go to popcornandnoodleideas.com. Creative solutions. Serve daily. Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects. It's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to stacyconnects.com. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to Don't Ask Me to Talk. I am your host, Stacey Heller. I am joined by Kate Mensa. I mentioned at the top of the show that she is all about fashion and fitness and lifestyle. Now, yes. two out of three ain't bad because I am I love lifestyle and I love fashion. Fitness. Yeah. <laughs> I will say there's two things that I enjoy doing, but I have so many caveats to make me comfortable. I love yoga mostly because I am it turns out I'm very flexible and yoga is supposed to be a practice that's about yourself. However, whenever I'm in a room with someone like other people doing it and the yoga instructor will say like, "Wow, you're really flexible." And so it becomes competitive for me <laughs> because never in my life have I been picked first in gym for anything. And I'm like, I could be in like select yoga, apparently. So that is that piece. And then I feel like kickboxing or boxing boxing. I, I have a lot of anger, I think, that I would enjoy getting out. And I noticed that those are two things that you do. Correct. So basically for me, it's the yin and the yang. I starting with the boxing first. Um, I'm more... I love challenging things. So when I starting to, I've been working out all my life. So since I've been young, <clears throat> so it's not new for me, but I wanted something challenging and I want for the boxing. And I'm talking about boxing in 2003 when it was not like open, but for women. Right. So I, like a bunch of men around me and I was like saying, I want to box. And he said, okay. So I started to just having training with like men who've been doing for years and it was painful 
but so grateful, so good. You feel like stronger, you feel like you're learning something. Uh, the ability of fighting, um, um, saying like going out of the pain, you don't feel the pain at the end. It's absolutely, absolutely incredible. So I did the boxing because for the feel of it, the um, the the challenge of it, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> you're getting for more flexible, you're getting more uh, calm. Can believe all that, but it's a kind of yoga in a different way. I've called the yin and the yang. So it's a, it's like we 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 leaving your stress, mm-hmm. everything, your anxiety, whatever it is. Boxing, we move that, all the anxiety, all the stress, all the mad, bad thoughts you can have. And it can it calm yourself down right away. So it's all about breathing. And the reason I go back to the yoga, because for me, it was like too aggressive, but I think like it was a middle. I have to find a way to just like finding the 50-50. Mm-hmm. And I, it takes time for me to find a good place when I feel connected to. And when I feel, the one I feel more connected was the hot yoga, which is challenging again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we got to survive in this room with 100 degrees. And uh, I loved it. It changed my, my life. It changed my way of belief. As you say, it's not about workout. It's about yourself, discovering who you are and uh, working on your inner, inner third self. And I think this is what happened. I discovered my true self when I started to do the yoga. And then I feel the the way of breathing because we don't know how to breathe perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I think it helps you to just calm yourself down in any situation. So the both are connected. They are not disconnected whatsoever. And I love the feel of it. I feel like more flexible, more uh, calm, more open mind about like ideas about my life, about everything in any situation. So it's a kind of like... Um, that's why I say fitness should not be disconnected with your lifestyle, basically. It's part of your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's everything you do, basically. Right. No, that totally makes sense. And it's interesting that those are the things that I'm naturally drawn to. You know, it's mm-hmm. like over the years, I like going for a long walk. I'm not interested in, like, I'm a distance girl. I'm not a, you know, let me do hills, let me do this. I tell me that I'm going to go for a two-hour walk, and I'm like, great, I'm down with that. Um, whether I'm talking or I'm listening or whatever it is, um, I love that. And when our oldest, Annie, took karate like 20 years ago or you know, 15 years ago, however old she was, um, some of the moms got together, and we were taking like a kickboxing boxing class. And the other moms were like, oh, I don't want to hit this, like, you know. And I was like, at me, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just so was like, oh, yeah. And I, it's funny, I miss it, and I hesitate. I'm not a joiner, so the idea of being in a class with people mm-hmm. and doing it is mm-hmm. very off-putting to me. Fitness for me has always been very personal. Yeah, I think it's it's depend of which uh, the community of which studio you're going first. You have to select the one you feel connected to, and I love um, the variety of um, of people. I don't want to have a specific like younger or certain age. I think it's better to have a variety of people and it make you more comfortable. Uh, I've been doing in so many different studios to train myself, and I found one which is amazing, and it's 
different people from different ages and different level, which is good. And there's no intimidation whatsoever. And that's why I feel like you feel like more comfortable in that kind of like studio or gym. You have to find the one who work for you, who speak to you. Mm-hmm. However, you don't have to be part of a gym. And as you say, you're walking every day or you're just like biking on your own. Some people have their own way of being by themselves, which is good. You don't have to be part of a group to be able to be healthy. Healthy is like, it's a mindset. It's something you feel comfortable and happy. And it's like a meditation, kind of. So you need to be healthy. You need to go out to change your mind, to uh, to breathe normally and get the oxygen out there. So this is a different way. I don't want people to feel like fitness, it's... Um, it's 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 a military thing so you have to do it right you have to good you have to be stronger than the other one it's an individual thing it's a personal thing that you feel comfortable at the end of the class or the time you will do your workout you feel accomplished that's all is matter and everything is in your hands your mind not in the body the body will feel good by how you feel what you achieve mostly and I never push people to go to the way of being like uh, skinny, like losing weight. I always say people when I do the personal training, I say, I want you to achieve the way you feel comfortable with your own body. And that's a different statement about saying like you need to lose weight. It's not what it's about. It's about feeling comfortable and then your lifestyle will be better. You'll be able to wear what you feel comfortable with your own weight. You can be able to just talk with people. As you say, you can go to a gym because you feel more a little bit stronger than before. So all those little detail, that's why I feel fitness should be uh, revalue the way this being uh, um, uh, marketed mm-hmm. about like, lose, be strong. No, it's not about that. It's about feeling good. Well, feeling and it, good. it seems like your approach to fitness is really a reflection and manifestation of, you know, it's a whole body thing. So me liking the yoga piece and mm-hmm. enjoying um, the empowerment of discovering what my body can do. I have normally been self-loathing about my body. Like, uh, you know, I'm built more like my father. I'm bigger on top. Like, you know, I, I'm not built like my mom, who's always been very slim and, you know, um, yeah, I have great ankles by the way, but, um, you know, I've, that's I've always been so hard on myself. And so yoga is such an empowering thing to gain an appreciation for what my body is capable of doing. And then the kickboxing or the boxing piece, it's like that movement. I normally I don't get that opportunity to do that. And so in a way, that's echoing some of mm-hmm. the mind work or um, psychological or emotional work that yeah. I have. Yes. For me, I will say yoga, it's more about, as you express, it's a mindset. It's not a workout. It's about feeling good and stretching, uh, be uh, feeling like a little bit more discovering yourself. Like you're just closing your eyes and you're doing your yoga. Basically, this is what it's about. You go into the studio, there's a bunch of people who are doing like amazing posture. It doesn't matter. It doesn't like distract you because you are with yourself and the mat. And that's why when I do I teaching people yoga, it's about always handing to say, this is your yoga, this is your practice, this is not a challenge, it's not a challenge there. Whatever you feel to do, you have to listen to yourself first. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you don't have to just like stay still because everybody stays still, it's how you can hold hand in yourself. <clears throat> and at the end, I'd give like an inspiration saying that 
you are beautiful, you are unique. It's your, it's your strengths, your own strengths. We're all there for having something to bring to the, to the world. So there's nothing, we are better than the other one. We have something valuable that we can bring to the world. And that's important that people to understand. It doesn't matter how you're doing your yoga. If you have some difficulty to do one posture or what whatsoever, it's about trying, trying to discover yourself, how strong you're getting to be, how your body reacts today, how you feel today, and how you can shift that in a way to be having a beautiful day, I would say, at the end of the day. So yoga, it's more mindset than mm-hmm. uh, and but the kickboxing is like a badass thing. So it's just like sorry, I did. It's like a complete. <laughs> sorry, I did. It's a really deep, strong, uh, powerful workout. Mm-hmm. When I think every, I always like emphasizing and empowering women because. Um, so first of all, I I do everything on my own. I have my little son by myself and everything, and I just like sharing that. If you want to do something, you can do it. And we are so powerful to do so many things. Be mom. Carrying a baby is very hard, I have to say. And then uh, taking care of them, you know, taking care of the house and everything. Those All the things like we can be able of doing, it's powerful. And we have to congratulate ourselves and show how strong we are. And don't... Um, and we recognize that and help each other to just like lifting over and keep going. So I always think that it's important to just like um, pay attention about how we can be strong. You can kickboxing and boxing. Now it's open to everybody to any ages, which is good now. Kids, I see kids who's going to the kickboxing, which is good. But I think this is high start to be able to just giving the possibility of everybody to do what they think they were never able to do before. Mm-hmm. And that's a big change uh, nowadays. So I really emphasize about the empowering. Right. It's like finding your power and then appreciating um, like the length of your power or, you know, the depth of it. And uh, and it's two different things. Mm -hmm. I know it. So now Mm -hmm. I have um, a very important question. (laughs) So as somebody that in addition to doing the fitness thing, you've had a long career and continue to um, have a career in fashion. Yes. So before I fully get into that, let's say you're going to a yoga class and you're not going to want to just wear the um, the sports bra and have your belly stick out. But then you go into a pose and then your T-shirt falls over your face so you can't see. So what do you wear to do yoga? <laughs> this is a good question. There are people that are like, oh, girl, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm wearing the loose t-shirt and then I go to bend over and then the shirt comes kind of down. <laughs> right. Well, so first of all, if you do yoga, feel comfortable with what, uh, with a, any outfit. So it's not about shape, it's about being comfortable. So you have a legging, it doesn't fall down. And you have to wear like a very tight bra, a long shirt, very tight to your body, close to the body. Then that's it. So you don't have to put anything else, no long t-shirt, no long sleeve. This is not needed because at the end of the class, you're going to remove everything. So feel comfortable. It's it's like you are in your home and you want, it's like be pretty much underdressed, but having a legging and a top just like feeling comfortable and cover up. That's what you should feel. And then that would not be distracting when you do your practice there. Okay. 
So basically, <laughs> I need to get over myself is what you're saying. Exactly. Okay. Just <laughs> have fun and say hi. And people, you have no idea. The yoga, the yogi community are very open. Uh, and again, it's depend on the studio. Some studio have different way of welcoming and do things, but usually the yoga is about welcoming everyone. Uh, there's no judgment. There's no like uh, pointing out and just uh, putting people on the side. They're really welcoming and be together. That's how it's about and helping each other. So if you want to put like a shirt, a short, be my guest, be a short, a short a bra, that's perfect. As long as you feel comfortable and it doesn't distract you during your practice. I will say my mother is very good about this. She goes down to the gym in the facility where she lives and she wears her T-shirt and mm-hmm. her like little workout pants and a pair of like slip on sneakers and her gold <laughs> beads and all of her jewelry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like fully like she could be going from like the gym to like a night out to like brunch. I mean, yeah. She's ready. I mean, like this is like one shot. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, it's very minimal. So, um, well. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, it's, it's quite, it's quite a thing. Um, all right. Let's take a quick break here. And then when we come back, I want to talk about your designs and your past and current life in fashion. So we'll be right back with Kate. This is Stacy Heller and Don't Ask Me to Talk. Don't Ask Me to Talk. Hi, I'm J.D.K. Winnikin, host of This Show is All About You. If you're like me, you seek many things in your life. Adventure, meaning, belonging, you have dreams and you want fun, and of course, you want love. And we also want other people to join us along the path. But what happens when you don't know how to have all that or where to start? Well, join me every week to learn more about how, because I am just like you. So join me each week here on KKNW for This Show is All About You, a show about how you and me become we and what that means for all of us. And be sure to visit my website, wordsbyjdk.com. Feelings of disconnect are the cause of an ever-surging mental health crisis. Many of us feel apathetic about ourselves, our work, home, and relationships. We don't know how to re-engage. I'm Greg Kuyper of Kuyper Counseling. At the Root focuses on emotional connection and how awareness is at the root of building healthy relationships with self and others. Join me weekly to re-engage with both. At the Root airs Mondays at 3.30 p.m. here on KKNW. Subscribe to the podcast or go to Kuyper Counseling. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. Don't ask me to talk. Welcome back to the show. We were talking before the break about fitness as a lifestyle. And then, of course, during the break, we were talking about, I was saying, I didn't know that everybody can't touch their toes. I mean, I suppose as you get older, it's more difficult. But my husband was like, I can't touch my toes. I haven't been able to touch my toes for years. I was like, really? I did not know that people were as inflexible as they seem. And it it makes you wonder, does your physical flexibility in any way suggest your mental or intellectual flexibility? Yes. There you go. I think, I think so too. 
it's not in your mind it's not in your brain and i think it's of course it's practice if you're just doing one shot it's not going to happen but i think more you move the body it's about being moving the body in so many different directions helping to get this flexibility and some people who get flexible is because they've been doing this for years and years and never stop and that's the commitment people are commitment about being healthy and be flexible and some people just doing for a couple of minutes a couple of months and they say i'm done and change things and then they lost the flexibility but as you say it's mine it's connected to their mind as well definitely i'm glad we agree on this okay <laughs> so let's switch gears first of all um the obvious thing is which i didn't mention you have an accent you're originally I'm from from Paris and so I mean it just gets better and better and you design um, among other things you've designed clothing you have accessories on your website that are to die for thank you they really are and like I'm looking at the website oh oh Joan is calling me my mother is on the phone hold please Kate, you get to meet my mother. Oh. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. You're being nice to my daughter, and I'm going to kill her. Why? What did I say? <laughs> what did she say? You said I can't cook. You said I can't, I can't, I don't work hard at the gym. I didn't say <laughs> I you, I said you look things. good while working out at the gym. I didn't say you don't work hard. Really? Yeah, I you said. said- you're very fashionable when you go to work out. Oh, I think you're sticking up for her. I love her dearly. I love her <laughs> absolutely dearly. But sometimes, even when, as a little kid, I wanted to kill her. And I was listening tonight with my friends, and I'm thinking, oh, but I won't kill you, honey. Thanks, Mom. And you can look forward. I'll be out there in a week or so. I know you will. And make sure you bring your workout clothes, and maybe we can do some kickboxing. Very <laughs> funny. <It's> very funny. <laughs> All right. I love you. I love you, too. And if you really loved me, you would get me one of these handbags for Christmas. Yes. Oh, oh we'll talk about it when I come out. Great. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and that's if from now on you just say wonderful things about me. Uh, yep, yep, definitely. Done. Okay. It's All a right. deal. Love you. Love, love you, too. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. She's not going to kill you. She's just going to burn your coffee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing I don't drink coffee. Exactly. <laughs> so that's my mother. Um, that is so funny. <laughs> thank you for having my back and um, explaining that I was just talking about how she looks fashionable. I didn't say she doesn't work hard. Like she did the Olympics. Like she was on the, I think, the treadmill um, event at at her what? at Penswood. So, and she got the yeah. T-shirt even. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So back to you, Kate. So the bags that you design are, you know, you, your whole aesthetic is like what you were talking about with fitness, right? So it's interesting. There's like the punch of your kickboxing and like the sharpness. And then there's also the the soft. Correct. Correct. And that's why I create the bags and I select the fabrics uh in that feel of it about like softness and hardness and i think this is the representation of the woman and you think about it we have very tough 
uh, in the surface, but when you get deeper and when you see a mom with the kids, there's a softness to it. We know how to deal with things with like very kindness and everything. So I think this is like the both quality of a human being, especially the woman, because <clears throat> I've been uh, surrounded by women like this in my life, especially from my uh, childhood. So always being surrounded by my auntie and my mom. And that's why give me like this possibility to see how strong they are and how, what they achieve in their life. So, but the bag as well for me is about like we empowering, as I say again, using this word about empowering, which is very important about define people's strength without thinking they are strong. Um, and I start by the design by giving this power to others. But I realized that's what the fitness come after that, because I realized that I need to go deeper in the mind and body and connected with the people to give this feel instead of bringing a project. You just have to understand where they are to bring them this strength, this empowering from them they have. And that's why I feel the fitness and the fashion are totally connected in a different way. People will think like, oh, fitness, you're going to do like workout design. No, it's not about that. It's like a mental a mental um, thought. It's a spiritual thing. like you feel comfortable, you feel stronger. And then you feel comfortable to wear whatever you feel because you already found who you, if you truly are, your authenticity of yourself. Well, it, you know, in talking with you and exploring all the various things that you do, you are somebody that has designed a lifestyle and mindset mm -hmm. and it's like you're one of those people that it's like oh I think I'll try this and <laughs> you know like you you're an award-winning designer you've you created some collections and then you were like ah, all right I flexed my muscle there and <laughs> now I'm gonna pivot to this and yeah. you know then designing accessories and then really exploring the um, the health and fitness side, you know, where did that, where do you think that confidence came from to try? Because I think that so many of us are afraid to even try. Mm -hmm. Well, it took a lot of like time for me to find this um, strength, I would say. Uh, the, it's like be freedom. It's about be free. I wanted to be free to be able to do what I think makes sense and represent who I am. And I'm not one thing. I'm very versatile. I love to explore things that make sense to me. And still, it's not disconnected of who I am and what is my message. I'm still getting to the branding about empowering strength. But it has to be, uh, it's a flow. The flow has to be easy and not like forced. And I never force myself to do things. For example, cycling, I don't like cycling. This is not my forte. This is something I don't like. Doesn't mean it's not good. People love it and I appreciate it. And I'm so amazed how they love that. But this is not my forte and it doesn't go with my aesthetic, my way of being. And it's okay. It doesn't make me like less or, or more than anybody. It's me. <clears throat> and I think the, the authenticity is like defining who you are and do what makes sense to you. Not following people or people sit you to do this. No, it doesn't have to. It's just like, if I wanna do, if I wanna be a doctor, why not? Because this is something maybe you wanna be, go for it and try to see. And sometimes <clears throat> there is a kind of like, 
um, a feel of it. It makes sense. Like things you've been done or you're doing in in a daylight the daily life is just like connected. It just like makes sense that for you to go there okay. instead of yourself to go in a different way. And you know it's not good because you wake up in the morning, you're mad. You just say, oh my God, I have to go to this place. Oh my God, I have to do this workout. Why? Nobody forced, nobody just said to you, you have to just find the good thing will make you happy. And this is the most important thing. It's just like life is so short. And so you never know how it's going to finish. You need to make sure that you do what you like. And at least you will achieve what you like. And then you'll be, I did it. And that's it. So this is what I'm basically how I live. I live in a way that I was trying to find my way out until I just found the yoga. And the yoga opened up a little bit more my mind about visualize things clearly. And I said, this is me. And I have to not be ashamed or afraid to be showing who truly I am. And then people will love, people will don't love. It's okay. As long as I do what I think is right for myself. Right. Well, and I, I love that you talk about these things like, it's an aesthetic and that, you know, an aesthetic people have such a bad connotation with the idea of like a personal brand. Like, no, I'm not a product. It's like, no, you kind of are in a way. Um, And if you want to be, you know, a good, memorable product, then you need to be authentic and be yourself. And there is an aesthetic. It's, you know, if it's, if you're not going to wear, um, you know, my mom's never going to wear Converse high tops to work out. Like it's not part of her aesthetic. It's not her personal yeah. brand. And yeah. so there's a power in having and recognizing an aesthetic and that it's not just visual. It's visceral. It's the choices that you make. It's the things that you eat, the people that you surround yourself with, uh, the, the workouts that you do. Yes. And I think this is a lifestyle, as you say, because you define your lifestyle. People looking at you and everything you do makes sense to them. There's no kind of like disconnection. Uh, the friend, as you say, the friend you hang out, what the kind of food you're eating, uh, who you hang out with, uh, what you're doing as a hobby. All this make like a really clear understanding your true self. But the in this world, especially with the social media, many people like make up some story, make up like a lifestyle, which is not true, which is sad. And I think this is like luring people in the wrong direction, especially for kids, because they need to have a refill about what is the truth, what is the right way to be living instead of living in a dream. And then when one day you will wake up and you will be a completely different person. And that's sad. And I, and I have my son and I always guide him and direct him about how the good things to be done in life be yourself if you like that go for it don't follow your friend just follow your own self mm-hmm. and by yourself is the best things for time being and then you feel your true tribes and your true tribes will be found you because you are who you are and there's some people like you you will find as well so for me it, it's it's all about as you say authenticity and stick to it, never change, you know, trying to try to get as much as possible a way of like influential people to guide you in a way that you are not. And that's hard nowadays with the whole social media is very hard. It's very tough. Yeah, it's it's very much like, you know, the old Western towns that had the facade and nothing mm-hmm. really behind it. And it's like, you know what? If, if the building is, like, working and it's doing what it's supposed to do, like, why do you need to make it more grandiose? Point. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Now, like, (laughs) this is something that, you know, some people do years of therapy or they have some spiritual awakening to come to, to this understanding. It seems like you had some strong influences when you were growing up that modeled this. Well, I would say, so I have a very uh, different lifestyle uh, when I grew up. So I, I didn't live with like a family, like mom and dad. So I live with my mom mostly. And then my mom just have uh, have to leave uh, to Caribbean. So I have to be moving to my uncle, my auntie. So I left with my auntie and my uncle. They have three kids. So I starting to be part of their lives. So I've been moving back and forth in so many different places because my mom was like flying, going in so mm-hmm. many different places. And um, it helped me to be more open-minded and open, uh, more flexible in a situation. Maybe that's helped me to be able to understand situation, how to adapt yourself in any cases, in any, any things. And as well, I think like, the person who just like helped me to be who I am, it's my uncle, my uncle. He, he was a doctor, a military as well. And he really helped me to understand the value of things like be kind, respectful, uh, be educated um, uh, and be very strict. So I couldn't go out as I was supposed to do. So I was going home like way like at 5 p.m., before the sun go down, it's just like crazy. But my life was not like very um, free. I was very limited, but I think it, it helped me a lot to be who I am. And uh, I'm very thankful for that. So, and I, thinking that my life was like the perfect one is not. And I think that make me who I am about accepting everybody, be able to just like understanding everybody have a different situation and different lifestyle and be open about that. Right. So, yeah. Well, and definitely perfect is the enemy of good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is no perfect upbringing. My kids, in spite of what I may think, you know, yeah. they have not had a perfect upbringing. It's impossible. That is an impossible standard. And and good is is a good thing. And mm-hmm. so I'm I'm with you on that. And the things that I you know, I may lament about or complain about or whatever, I would yeah. not be sitting where I am right now with the self-awareness that I have, the experiences that I have, the connections that I've made, were it not for every step that got me here. Yes, that is true. That is so true. Yeah. And it's it's a powerful lesson, I think, to pass on to this mm. next generation that it does them a disservice if things are are handed to them. And we make everything, you know, we always want to do better by our children. Yes. But it kind of goes back to burn the coffee, right? Like, <laughs> like you have to make mistakes in order for you to just get in better. And that's the thing. And I think that's why mistake is not a bad thing. And that's why we've been growing up. And we live in a very simple sense, simplicity of life. Now everything is open. Everything is uh, offered to kids, like internet, they can share, they can share, they can look at everything. So it's hard for them, for us just sharing our, our um, experience or knowledge, because they just have to go to the internet and just say, oh, you know, this is what they do. But it's kind of competing with the, the high tech and the, the past life we have. 
it's very challenging. So we're trying to be mom parents like as much as we can, but we kind of losing a little bit those kind of like uh, work, like job because of the internet, which right. is rich, really challenging. And it's like talking as much as we can and having a one-to-one as much as possible and taking them away from it a little bit and the outside that help a little bit to see the vision and have a conversation, help them to see how we see things, how we did what we did, so then they can do a better world. Right. They can, you know, different. Well, the internet has done interesting things for curiosity. You know, it's great that you can look something up right away and find an answer. That said, that's not the human experience. The human experience is you have a guess about something and using Mm -hmm. the scientific method, you have a hypothesis. And so you try it out and, yeah. you know, you fail a few times, which I'm going to argue is actually then successful because you've learned something about it. And so then, you know, you adjust accordingly and you learn something. Mm-hmm. And with the Internet, kids can find things immediately. So they have no tolerance for exploring um, yeah. with curiosity experiencing things and making mistakes, which is about that. And I think it's it's for kids, it's for adults, like when you do businesses, but like failures is not a bad thing. It's about like growing up and learning from the mistake you make it. And all the experience are using your own brain, using your own hand to do things. That's the best things for you to just seeing like, oh my God, I did that. But as you say, everything is open to the internet and you just say like, okay, the solution is there. You don't have to think too much. So that's reducing the capability of them to just have exploring on their own something new, what the world offer and what you can bring it up. Um, but there's nothing, there's a positive as well in the, the high tech because you see, get more information. So that helps you to get more knowledgeable about things that you never able to do before. Mm-hmm. So that helps you get more uh, aware about what's happening in the overworld. But again, it reducing the capability of just like go out, be connected with other people instead of being like in a computer screen all the time. It's, uh, yeah, I'm a little 50-50 with this one, but what it, can I do? It's, <laughs> it's the whole like harnessing the power for good and not evil kind yeah. of thing. And, um, you know, and it becomes about what you model and, um, you know, for people and that connection. And it's one of the reasons why I started doing this show. I mean, besides the fact that it was a way to have my mother listen to me an hour every week, um, you know, it's it's also about being curious and learning about different people and their experiences and, you know, what their turnaround this life is like. So it's pretty cool. I love it. So I do want to give you a moment that if you want to share information about where people can find um, you, can you share that? Yeah. So basically I have two websites so they can find me website, social media. So uh, fitness wise, mensana, M-E-N-S-A-H-N-A.com. Or you can go on my website for the fashion part, Kate Mensa, K-A-T-E-S, Mensa, M-E-N-S-A-H.com. So that would be more of the fashion part. And then if you want to go to the social media, kate.s.mensa, this is the global. So I do fashion, fitness, uh, modeling, everything. So you can follow everything I'm doing. And then um, one more thing. So if people want to see me, I will be at uh, an event on 101 
Seattle this weekend. So I would sell in my bags uh, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. So if people want to come, there will be a lot of designer, local designers there. Amazing. So it's been produced by a full moon, moon um, market. So that would be a way for people to see my design and see myself. I will be there as well. So that will be on Sunday, this Sunday. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that offline. Um I, I know where to send Pete. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being my guest. You are truly a delight. I appreciate it. Thank you to Eric as always. Thanks, Mom, for calling in. And <laughs> next week, my guest is Legendary. Legendary is a rapper and a Renaissance man. So I'm looking forward to that. Have a great week, everyone. Stay connected. Thank you.